Hello, welcome. I'm so, so excited. You guys, I literally haven't recorded a podcast interview in months, and I'm so excited to be kicking it off with Haley. Haley, can you just introduce yourself? Tell our listeners a little bit about you. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. For those that are listening, my name is Haley. I am a certified life coach and licensed therapist in Phoenix, Arizona. It's a little bit too hot right now to go outside. We're reaching 110 degrees. So I am coaching inside completely. It's just way too hot. I help women and men that struggle with people pleasing, burnout, compassion, fatigue, and overwhelm, learn how to hold healthy boundaries by using a psychology background and really learn how to live in their authentic self. I think this is so important because I like to say I coach from my biggest pain and my pain's my greatest podium. And I really struggled with people pleasing. So I think from an empathetic state, I can really relate to my clients and help them release that people pleasing tendency. So good. Isn't that so powerful? How the things that we struggle with the most, we then typically want to support others. in. I so resonate with that. Awesome. So what we are actually going to be talking about Haley's specialty today, which is people pleasing and perfectionism. So if you want to share maybe a little bit about either why this is so important to you, like literally why this is what you coach women on or why you feel like it comes up so often, whatever's coming up for you. Yeah. Thank you. No, this is a great question. So my own struggle with people pleasing, it really held me back from being fully present in my relationships. And I think as women, we like to be in relationship. We buy from relationship. We make relationships. We wake up wanting to serve. And when caring starts to hurt, that's what I call people pleasing. Just to define it for our listeners, people pleasing is when you start caring for others and it starts to hurt you. Caring should not hurt. And so my goal is to teach you know, these, these amazing clients that you can break out of people pleasing. And when it comes to perfectionism, that kind of goes a little bit hand in hand with people pleasing in the sense that if I can just do more, be more, look better, perform better, then people will accept me. And that's a really scary mindset to be in because you're going to reach exhaustion at some point. So how people pleasing and perfectionism really start to, to kind of manifest and like be in our life, I like to look at it from a societal standpoint. So our society is obsessed with greatness. Um, do you like America's Next Top Model or America's Got Talent? Do you watch those shows? I actually don't have cable, so I don't watch no. any of this. Never mind. Okay, I'm sure I some of our listeners do. I'm sure some of our <laughs> listeners do. Okay, I am like a huge fan of America's um, America's Got Talent. Huge fan. I'm like trying to figure out what can I go on the show for, but I don't know if they would want a therapy session. Anyways, so I love that show. And that is such a great example of how our society values greatness. If someone with a PhD applied for a job versus someone with an associate's, who's going to get the job? Uh, you know, preferably the person with a PhD, or if, uh, if someone gave me a dollar and someone gave you a hundred dollars, I'd be, I feel duped because greatness is a numbers game. It's a external game. And when we are so rooted in externals and what looks so good from societal values, we fall into perfectionism. If I'm not 100% good and 100% perfect, and I'm not 100% alive and present and great, I'm nothing. So perfectionism can really get in the way of this greatness culture. I love that so much. And I love um, 
what you said, it just made me think about the lens through which we're seeing ourselves and assessing our lives, assessing our success, whatever we deem as successful, right? Mm -hmm. Compared to like, are we creating those metrics or are we looking at them through what society deems important or valuable? And I think that's such an easy trap to fall into a thousand percent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. So powerful. So let's think about like, what are some ways if someone is like, oh, like, I don't know if I have a good balance on this, right? Because a lot of the women who listen to the show are helpers, are givers, have huge hearts, just want to serve. And so with that, and I know that we both fall into that category Mm -hmm. with that, how would you say, like, how would someone know if maybe they're erring on the side of they're starting to struggle with people pleasing or struggling with perfectionism versus it being like a healthy, healthy service or a healthy goal. That, that's a really great question. So I would, I would look at three main factors. I would look at impulsivity. So when someone asks you to do something, are you quick to respond? That was a big one for me. I was very quick to say yes. So if your yes is quick, that's how you know that you're bordering on extreme. The other sign is reactivity. So it's very similar to impulsivity. Impulsivity is just like a quick action. Reactivity is a short, very frustrated, almost like tight answer. Like, okay, fine. Yes. It's this reactive state without kind of thinking through what is going on. If you find yourself impulsive or reactive, and I know I have multiple times, that's like my go-to, you're bordering on that extreme state. The other, the other main sign I see is, you know, not positioning yourself to really reach your goals and put yourself out there. So a fear of failure. So this looks like not taking action on your goals. So you have impulsivity, you have reactivity, and then not taking action, which I love what Brene Brown calls it, life paralysis. So you're just paralyzed in life. You're just kind of like at a standstill. Those are three really good signs to look at for the extreme side. Mm. Can you share more about the fear of failure? Like how that's related to the people pleasing or the perfectionism? Hmm. So the fear of failure in its, in and of itself is a fear and fear. I like to say is false evidence appearing real. A lot of our fear doesn't even happen. It's an imaginative fear and fear is a really great emotion that keeps us alive. But the fear of failure is rooting and is really the deepest seed of our insecurities. So if we can get to that fear and ask it and say to it, like, why are you here? Are you really real? Or am I just scared of something? You know, are you really real? Are you really like going to happen? If we can start looking at that fear of failure and asking those questions, it might not stick around as much. <laughs> yeah, so good. And even the like adding on to that, asking yourself the question, if this happens, mm-hmm. will I be okay? Like <laughs> then what, right? Like then what? Absolutely. Um, so often it is that, that fear of failure of like, oh my gosh, I feel like down underneath some of mine that I've come up with is like, well, you're going to look like an idiot. That's yeah. right. And then it's like, okay, then what, then, yeah. then what, what's next? <laughs> like, okay, that's it, I guess. Okay. Yeah. So then deciding like, <laughs> are we okay with that? But that's, that's what you work with your, your clients through. That's so powerful. Yeah. Okay. So noticing, do we have an impulsive desire to just say yes, or to agree to things? 
Are we mm-hmm. reactive? And do we have this fear of failure that's keeping us mm-hmm. stuck? So kind of asking yourself these questions, do these things come up for me? Am I seeing these things coming up in my life? And using those as ways to know if maybe these are things that we need to start addressing or looking yep. at. Absolutely. Okay. Good. Fantastic. Good I just, I love the summaries. It helps my brain. So I'm like, okay, perfect. <laughs> I'm here so for it. <laughs> what do you feel like are some of the ways that these can manifest? Like, is there anything else that you would want to add to that of like how you see this showing up in your clients or, you know, what you've experienced, just what this actually looks like. And then next we're going to dig into like what we can start doing to heal this. Absolutely. I would say one of the main signs I see in my clients is beating themselves up way too much, like being your biggest, you know, inner critic. We have, you know, we can, we can look at things that people say to us that hurt our feelings, but we are our biggest, biggest critic. And so if we are chronically people pleasing and chronically fighting for perfectionism and trying to be perfect all the time, you know, that we're, we're not going to hit that standard. That's way too high of an expectation. So if you find yourself kind of talking down to yourself and beating yourself up, that's a, that's a big sign that this is manifesting and something has to be done. So good. Yeah. I think I I feel like I hear about that and see that so often that Mm self-criticism, the expectation, just like the unrealistic Mm -hmm. expectations of ourselves. Right. And then when we take a second and can take a step back, it's like, first off, would I ever hold anyone else in my life to this standard? Yeah. No. Right. Like I would never hold anyone else to the standard. And then it's like, um, who is creating this expectation? Like, did someone else put this on me or am I holding myself to this standard and really looking at that? So then we can start moving through it. But yeah, that's so, so powerful. The expectations and the self-criticism. And I was just talking with someone today too, about like, taking the step forward and doing the thing that feels scary or feels courageous Mm -hmm. and then having a lot of guilt. So -hmm. like they start to prioritize themselves or set the boundaries or take the actions that feel aligned for them. But then there's a lot of guilt around it afterwards. Do you feel like you see that come up a lot? So I'm curious where the guilt is. Is it guilty for the time spent doing the courageous thing? Ooh, yes. Yeah. I've definitely seen that come up, you know, especially around boundaries. Boundaries are not easy to hold, especially setting them with family. And I think the first feeling you feel is guilty, but guilt is actually a really healthy emotion. So for those that are struggling with guilt, I would say that's actually not a bad thing. There's no such thing as holding a guilt-free boundary. You're going to feel guilty. And I think reframing that of, I'm going to feel guilty holding space in this world but this is making me feel safe and this is what I need. So I think just kind of going back to the value of safety and feeling good about who you are in this world, even if you feel guilty is okay. Like, I think we kind of need to normalize that guilt kind of hangover. I like to say like the aftermath of doing something brave, you're going to feel guilty and that's okay. Yeah, that's so good. And I think too, like sometimes we look at our thoughts, right? And we're like, how can I, how can I like change my thoughts? But sometimes it's like, let's just normalize that we're going to feel the guilt around it. And let's, we don't need to go into all of that. And how can I just feel okay in setting the boundary? I'm going to feel kind of guilty. I'm going to feel kind of weird about it, but I'm going to do it anyways. Because like you said, 
It keeps me safe. That's what I need. That's going to help me show up. So, so good. So powerful. Yes. Okay. So going into what would you say are some practices or tangible takeaways that people can start to practice if they feel like, okay, yes, I'm totally resonating with what you're saying. What are some takeaways that they can start trying today? Yeah. So let's go into that because I think that's so important. The first thing to really break out of that people-pleasing and perfectionist mindset is you have to learn how to get 1% better every single day because your brain wants to get 100% better. Doesn't 100% off sound better than 1% off? (laughs) It totally does in our mind because that's how we are programmed. We have to reprogram that. When it comes to your mental health and getting healthier in your life and reaching your goals, you do that with 1%. So what this can look like is just asking yourself in the morning, what can I do today that will make me 1% better or 1% towards the person I want to be in the future? What is that 1%? And maybe that 1% is just, you know, the noticing the impulsivity becoming aware of the reactivity. That is really helpful. So that's just that 1%. And it could even look like a mantra. I love affirmations. Just like, what's my 1%? So that's just for the listeners. I'm really curious what your 1% is. The second thing I would say is practice failing. So people-pleasing and perfectionism is rooted in not wanting to fail. So fear of failure. So if you have that fear, you have to face it and fail. I know that sounds really scary, y'all. And you're probably listening to this and going, Haley, I do not want to fail. I got you. I don't like to fail either. It is scary to show up in your life in big ways and be rejected, but it's not you. You're just learning. So here's my tip. Fail at something privately. So whether that's getting a DIY project at Michael's, or fail at something where no one knows your name, like going to a yoga class. So the scare, you know, that's huge, like, what are they going to think of me? It doesn't matter because they don't know you. And what are they going to think of this craft? No one's looking. So try to fail privately first, practice failing good. So when the bigger moments happen, like starting your business, going to therapy for the first time, you know, starting life coaching, maybe, and you feel like, I'm, I'm so afraid of failing. You've done it before. You have practice. So just to recap, that first one was daily journaling, maybe trying that, getting 1% better, practice failing privately. And then the last one is to set a daily intentional goal for the day that is realistic. Big word here, realistic. So <laughs> my daily goal is to have a glass of water before I drink my coffee. Something super simple that I know I'm gonna hit every single day. It's realistic and it's possible. So that can look like so many things. It can look like just going, you know, moving your body for five minutes, going for a walk, Um, maybe just incorporating greens in one meal a day, whatever that looks like for you. And that's going to help you break out of that fear of people pleasing and that fear of failure. (laughs) I love those. Those are literally like everyone could just start doing this tomorrow. Love how practical they are. Mm-hmm. And I want to touch on the 1% because I feel that so many of us, especially women who have these huge hearts, huge goals, huge mm-hmm. ambitions, right? Like you said, we want to accomplish all of the things and we want to get there today or like be there yesterday. And so really being able to just say, okay, what is one, like 1%, 1%. 
what will make me 1%. And I love how you worded that. Like what's, what's one way that I can become 1% more like the woman that I want to be 1%. Mm -hmm. That feels so attainable. Mm -hmm. Right. And I feel like when we talked about the paralysis earlier, when we have these goals, so say that someone's listening and they're like, Oh my God, maybe already feeling overwhelmed, but they're listening to all this and they're like, Oh my gosh, well, one more thing I need to fix, right? Like one more thing I need to do and start doing, but it's like the overwhelm leads us to not take action at all. Right. That's, that's what I found in my life with people that I've worked with is it's like Mm -hmm. the overwhelm just leads to this paralysis. Mm -hmm. And like you mentioned, and so just focusing on the 1%, just focusing on that, I think is going to be so, so huge and helpful. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That 1%, you know, it's kind of like a savings account. You know, you put money in savings and over 30 years, it compounds And then at the end, you're like, holy crap, this was amazing. I'm so glad I saved early on. It's the same with our mental health. It's like, you don't think that glass of water before coffee is going to make a big difference. But what if you did that for 365 days? That's 365% better. Like, I'll take that any day. (laughs) And I know our listeners will too. So that 1% definitely compounds. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And just realizing that like, that that is enough, right? Like we don't have to do, and I think this is something that I've been moving through and something that I've talked a lot about on the podcast is this idea of like how much you have to accomplish at what Mm -hmm. rate we're trying to accomplish things. And it's like just being okay with that 1% and that that is enough and enjoying that journey of the unfolding versus Mm -hmm. forcing things to happen at what we feel what we feel like in our humanity and our humanness, like what we feel is the right timing, Mm -hmm. but being able to just kind of zoom out and say 1%, that's all I'm going to focus on today. And that is enough. Yes. So good. (laughs) Okay. And then I loved your ideas around practicing failing privately. (gasps) Yes. Right. And I think so many of the things that we talk about, it's like, we didn't learn. Some of us did. Some of us didn't learn these things growing up. Right. Like how do we fail? Well, right. Like how do we fail? Well. And so I love that idea of like, let's just do it privately to do do something with low stakes. That's something that I talk to people about when I'm talking about practicing boundaries is like, who is literally the lowest stake person that you can try to set a boundary with? Like super safe. They're not going to get upset. Practice there. Start small, right? Like practice, get comfortable, build your confidence. Mm -hmm. Um, So I love that so much. Okay. And then top recommended tips to get started. I know that you already shared those practices, um, Mm -hmm. but Haley's going to share a couple more top recommended practices that you guys can start today. Just kind of some more encouragement. Yeah, no, that was so good. Thank you for recapping that. So good. Um, okay, y'all, I am just like giddy with excitement. This is a great podcast. I'm gonna be listening all I'm saving it on my phone. So top ways of practical tips here. First is to start speaking to yourself like a friend. Uh, this is actually something that you just said. I think it is so much easier when we can speak to ourselves like we would our dog, okay? Like we would a friend. I'm sure we're much nicer to our little pups. Like they this is such a great skill and it's so doable. So that's my first, my very first tip for y'all is maybe just today start talking to yourself like a friend, just a little bit more gentle, a little more grace. 
This you guys a- need to hop on to Instagram, sorry, and <laughs> Haley, and just follow along with her and Harvey because she has oh. a beautiful, sweet corgi who's on her story all the time. Um, so I just love that you brought him up anyway. Okay. Number two. Yes, of course. Yeah. Harvey can do no wrong in my eyes. And so what if we saw ourselves that way? Just kidding, but no, seriously. So speak to yourself like you would a friend or like you would your pup. And then the second is to start seeing failure as a stepping stone to success. I think what we often see, and I know myself included is I often see failure as a step backwards but I would love for our listeners and myself included, I'm speaking right to my own heart, is to fail forward. So every time you fail, it's getting you closer to your bigger goal. And again, that goes right back to the 1%. So just reminding yourself that. And the very last thing, and this goes back to fear of failure, the opposite of fear is faith. And when I say faith, I know that's a big connotation of Christianity and religion. And yes, it can be that, but it's also faith in who you are faith in your abilities. So those three tips of, you know, speaking to yourself like a friend, failure forward, and then having faith in your ability. What would that look like? What do you need to say to yourself to have more faith over fear? Maybe it's, I can do this today. I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to say yes. I can say, I'll get back to you. (laughs) That's how you really create that faith, y'all. You just start you know, believing more in yourself and having your own back over that fear state of, I have to do this. I need to do this. It needs to be perfect because it definitely doesn't. Yeah. I love those so much. And I would love for us to, I feel like you're good at coming up with affirmations on the spot. So I would love for us to create some for failing forward because I just, you're so right. It's like in our culture, in our culture, on social media, it's this, I feel like it's so under the ground. Like, it's like, no one is actually saying that you need to be perfect, but it's this feeling of like, when you show up, you need to be on. And when you do something, it needs to be great. It needs to succeed. And so it's just like reworking that in our mind. How can I start believing that every time I mess up or I fail, right. In air quotes, Mm -hmm. um, every time that I fail, like, how can I celebrate that? Like, heck mm-hmm. yes. I, like I showed up, I did something courageous. I learned something new today. Like how yep. can we, right? Like what are some affirmations that you would say if someone's trying to literally retrain mm-hmm. when I fail, when I mess up, instead of being self-critical, instead of getting down on myself, these are the things I'm going to start saying to myself in those mm-hmm. moments. I love that. Saying something like, I'm a human being, I'm not a human doing, that's a big one. I don't, I did not coin that, y'all. I don't know who said that, but I love that because doing is external. So it's like, I need to do more. Being is internal. So it's like, I am a human being. And really give that being, say it a little bit, like give it, give it something umph. Right. I'm a human being. I'm not a human doing because you're, you're just you're really kind of having your own back. I think that's a great mantra to say. I also think saying something like success will come to me. Success will come to me. If you're, if you're positioning yourself in your life, it will come to you. So it's not if it, if it might, it will. So success will come to me. I am a human being. I am not a human doing. And I'm trying to think of a third one on the spot. <laughs> those are perfect. I think those are great. Yeah. Those are great. So yeah. good. Mm-hmm. And then I love what you said about the faith and just trusting mm-hmm. in yourself, trusting yeah. in your capabilities. And also 
whatever that higher, bigger sources for you, right? Like for me, that is faith. And I mm-hmm. feel like, you know, we've talked about that, but, but having that bigger faith and the like things are working out for you. And so yeah. it's like, we don't have to do everything on our own volition. We don't have to hustle, do everything perfect. We don't have to make everyone else happy all the time. We can be a human being and have faith in, right? Like the unfolding of our journey of our life and of that inner knowing that we have mm-hmm. and that things are going to work out for mm-hmm. our benefit. So good. Love that so much. <laughs> okay. Top resource that you would recommend. Yes. Okay. Y'all, I love Brene Brown. Oh. I just love her. <laughs> if, yeah, I, I don't know if our community knows who Brene Brown is. She's an LMSW and a PhD researcher on vulnerability and shame. And she has an incredible checklist online of your values. All you have to do is Google Brene Brown values checklist. And this amazing PDF is going to pop up with 70 values. And what I want you to do is look at those values and ask yourself what your top five are. Those top five values are going to be your internal compass for your decisions. And it is such a great resource. She has some words on there. Like I didn't even know we're in the English vocabulary. They're beautiful. So definitely go check out that resource and it's free, which is great. (laughs) Fantastic. So I will find the link and I will link that below. So you guys can have easy access. And then Haley, where can people connect with you? Where do you hang out? Oh, fun. Okay, y'all. I'm on the IG, the Instagram. I love Instagram. So I am there at Date Your Soul Co. That's Date Y O U R Soul Co. And then you can also find me at www.dateyoursoulco.com. Do people still say www? I do. I think, I yeah. Yeah. Let's say yes. Yes. It <laughs> works. Say it yes works. to that. So I have a website um, with some resources for you all. And then Instagram is the best way to, to catch me. Awesome. Thank you so much, Haley. Hey friend, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, it would mean so much to me if you did one of two things. Absolutely, send this over to a friend who you know would love it, okay? Just go down, hit that share button, send it to someone who would enjoy this episode. And then also, if you haven't already, please leave a rating and or a review. It would mean so, so much to me, and that's how we get more ears listening to the podcast. Okay, my friend, I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and we will see you next week.